0: Hello and welcome to a There It Is podcast bonus episode, because we're freaking out about the news. Warner Brothers Discovery, what are you doing? I don't <laughs> want the episode from Tuesday to be overshadowed. Please check out Sonal Shaw's episode. Very, very good episode. She talks scrubs. She talks working with Bill Lawrence and more. And we also have a new festival blog up on thereitispod.com, so be sure to check that out. Also find out about how you can support the podcast. We are joined by best friend of the show, Rob. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And brother of the show, Trey. Batman. <laughs> oh, goodness.
1: Batman. <laughs> and
0: it's more like, bat, bat, man. Meow. Because we're not going to get the Batman we grew up on, apparently. At least not in this Batgirl movie. This whole story, it's been bonkers from the beginning, going back to when this acquisition happened of Discovery, getting Warner Brothers and Change of Heads. David Zaslav is the new head honcho, and he came in from the Discovery side of things, so he's a little biased towards Discovery. There have been huge changes. It's been a wild thing to just follow in the news, and it just got Wilder. Warner Brothers spent $90 million making a Batgirl movie that they announced was coming out this year. It got through principal production. It's in post production or was in post production, and then they canceled it. And it's not even the only thing they canceled. They canceled a sequel to a Scooby Doo movie called Scoob, and some other projects got next. They have quietly scrubbed some things from HBO Max. Some Warner Brothers originals are not on HBO Max. A couple of them are movies. One of those movies only came out like a month ago. (laughs) It's barely been out. They pulled it. What movie was that? There were like two movies with Anne Hathaway. There's so many articles about it. It's almost hard to keep up with the details because so much is going on. But it was a movie with Anne Hathaway. There's also a movie with um, Dylan Sprouse movie is, has also been affected. A lot of things have been affected by this <laughs> this whole movie. It's, it's wild. The whole thing is wild. But not only that, but at Comic-Con last month, which as we all know, that's where they talk about what's coming out. They talk about the future. They didn't mention Batgirl. And it raised a lot of eyebrows when that happened. They also did not mention The Flash which at the time people assumed that was because they were dodging the Ezra Miller problem. But it's now because they may not release it. <laughs> people have been very confused ever since this news was dropped. It was a bombshell in the entertainment industry. And now there are reports that suggest that this is a... Dare I say tax scam? That's what some people are referring to it as, a tax scam. No one official is referring to it as that. That's what some people are referring to it as that. And they are saying that because the plan now is to take these projects, these expensive projects like Batgirl. Some people have said they spent more than $100 million on Batgirl. They're going to use it as a tax write-down. This is a way for them to make their money back from the debt that Warner Brothers brought to this new Warner Brothers discovery company. And we already know that Zaslav was very upset with a lot of other costly things like the CNN plus platform that was snuck in right before the merger was finalized. (laughs) One of the dumbest decisions I think they've made. So a lot of this is, them trying to clean up a lot of Warner Brothers' mess, them dealing with a lot of debt. But why do it specifically to Warner Brothers' originals? Why do it to movies that were announced? Why do it with something that costs so much, as much as Batgirl costs, even if you think it's a bad idea? To make $90 million movies that are exclusively going to be on a platform, no way to really make that money back if it's not going to be in a theatrical release. Even if that is a bad idea, why do this? The spin is that it had a poor screen testing. I don't know if everyone believes that. Do you guys buy that? Let's start with you, Trey. What do you think about all this? Do you buy the way this is being spun publicly? So
2: it probably (laughs) is the tax
0: write-down thing as jason
2: stifles his laughter from his delivery <laughs> but um it probably is the tax write-down thing because i did uh the article i sent you all i read in the comments somebody talking about the tax mm-hmm. thing and so it made me go and do some research on it and variety has a pretty good article on it and fortune has a pretty good article on it and so basically the short version of what i saw in this is that the original budget for the movie was 75 million it went up to 90 because of COVID. Right, It's not like these were just people who couldn't manage their budgets. I mean, everybody got affected by COVID who who was shooting at that time. Mm -hmm. And the old regime, their strategy was to do something like a Batgirl, like that level of movie exclusively for HBO Max because of some of the successes that they saw during COVID of releasing things in the theater and on, on HBO Max at the same time, like Wonder Woman 84, like that kind of stuff. So new management comes in, doesn't agree with that strategy, thinks that we should only move towards theatrical. But the rub is that Zaslov doesn't think that Batgirl is a big enough movie to justify it being a theatrical release because of the spend, the distribution, and the, the marketing spend. And so as a result, that's why they are pushing it into this tax write-off thing. And I think they have like until mid-August, basically, to write off anything they're going to write off. So that's why they're kind of scurrying to do it. And they think that by writing off this as as an expense, that plus whatever profits they've already made will help reduce their tax spend and and make them more profitable. So having said all of that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm basically parroting one of the comments I saw in one of the articles but... besides
1: that Mrs. Lincoln what do you think of the play yeah,
2: <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so I you know assuming that the tax write-off thing is exactly right I still don't necessarily buy it I'm mm-hmm. not this isn't my world I worked in TV programming in the past didn't do film distribution and budgeting and all that kind of stuff and I don't have access to their books but it just seems to me that the tax break they're going to get is not going to be the same as whatever financial benefits they could have gotten either from a theatrical release. Yes. They would have had to spend more money to do that or from an HBO max exclusive. I just don't see that. And when you've got a star, the the lead actress, Batgirl came from in the Heights, Mm -hmm. you got JK Simmons, Mm -hmm. you got Brendan Frazier, Mm-hmm. And you have Michael F.
0: Keaton
2: <laughs> coming back as Batman.
0: Michael Douglas Keaton. It,
2: Michael Douglas Keaton. Michael yeah, Douglas. But, yeah, but you know, I know what you meant. I was, I was, I was trying not to say fucking <laughs> <laughs> Michael fucking
0: Keaton <laughs> coming I did, back. I as did Batman. not.
1: I did not know that was his middle name. That's nice to know. <laughs> well, it's literal. His
0: actual name his is, name uh, is Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's Michael F. And Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with that cast and the people yeah. doing
2: it, they did Miss Marvel. I think of the three of us, I'm the only one right. who's watched Miss Marvel, but I thought Miss Marvel was great. But it's supposed to be great. And then also Bad great.
0: Boys for Life, and that was a big hit. I didn't so see that one. There are yeah. a lot of people oh. who are saying there is no way this movie was bad if those two guys are involved. But mm-hmm. one report did say that one thing that was confusing was why Michael Keaton is the Batman of this world. When J.K. Simmons is the Commissioner Gordon. Right, right. So it's... And then there was also apparently some confusion with that with Aquaman 2, because apparently Michael Keaton filmed some parts for Aquaman 2. Michael Uh, Keaton
2: did? Because I know uh, Ben Affleck took a picture. Ben Affleck
0: did this week, and the speculation is that was done to just make him the Batman of Aquaman two and not Keaton because that was confusing, but the Mm -hmm. release schedule in this was pretty weird because flash maybe it's going to, gosh, this whole thing is a mess, right? Flash was supposed to already be out. It's supposed to originally, it was planned to come out a month ago, Mm -hmm. pushed until next year. Well, after this Batgirl movie and after Aquaman two, but it looks like from the what we've heard in the news, it's the Flash story that's going to make sense out of Michael Keaton being there, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So why would you put it last? <laughs> so no wonder people are confused if they're seeing some test footage of both of these movies, Aquaman 2 and Batgirl. Of course they're going to be confused because there's nothing that has been out that explains mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and
2: I said something to that effect in one of our previous pop talks about just the DCEU being so messy that, it's, that it didn't make sense for Michael Keaton to be Batman with J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon and yeah. maybe Flashpoint would make it make sense. So that's just a, another, uh, another drawback of how Warner Brothers had been managing their IP anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think even with that, I mean, this cast was just too good. For me to think that people are going to stay away from the movie. Right. I just, I just don't see it failing. Right. So why eat $90 million for a tax write-off that I just do not believe would offset their opportunity of the higher profits if they release the thing. right? But, but if they do actually do the write-off then there's no way it makes it impossible for this to ever see the light of day, unless somebody just bootleg releases it or something. (laughs) I don't even think it has the, uh, as I understand it from the fortune article, I don't even think they could do like a release, the, the Batgirl cut fan sort of thing. I think it it would literally be impossible. Uh, but fortune suggested that maybe it was also in part to protect the IP. Um, I don't fully understand their argument with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, but neither. just
2: something about um, being able to, uh, uh, you know, essentially protect the IP in the long run, maybe because of like uh, how Jack Kirby, his family sued Marvel for uh, mm-hmm, rights. Mm-hmm. So it, it's something related to that, but I don't fully grasp what they're talking about.
0: Okay. Well, Rob, what do you think? What do you make of all this?
1: Well, I'm going to I'm going to turn on my my conspiracy theory brain now because you guys have kind of exhausted a lot of the financial aspect of it. Here's what here's here's just my conspiracy theory. It's probably marginal at best, but they thought, what if we put this story out there that we're going to not do it? And then maybe there'll be enough online reaction that we'll have more interest in the movie than what what we have right now. Maybe maybe they think that people will overcome the mediocrity of it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> with, with
1: like because that's the I mean, it just makes no sense to me to to scrap 90 million. Like, we've yeah. seen some awful, awful films get released. I mean right. I
0: mean, some people were saying, How in the world did this test worse than Batman versus Superman and the or
1: Catwoman? Or, or Batman, Batman and Robin. Like, you know what right, I mean? Right. You know, it's like, but well, not even just but not even just when you factor, I'm just talking about like Stuff we've seen Warner Brother release or any other, mm. you know, like they release a lot of stuff. That's like, what were they thinking? Yeah. Why did they spend this much money? On, or, you know, that happens all the time. And they 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 take the loss.
0: Yeah, they they do yeah. still take the loss, especially when you talk about something like Batgirl. People are going to go see it. Yes, the they word are. About, like there, there were people excited about this movie. So even if it isn't good, people still see it. I just
1: I just had to know. I was thinking of a horrible uh, Batman-related movie, Catwoman, which is one of our favorites. Well,
0: yeah, I mentioned that one earlier. It made yeah.
1: $82.1 million.
0: Right. So like, I'm look, just saying. You like... can't, like, why would you leave money on the table? I don't <laughs> yeah. understand that. So to the point about how this test screened, this is from The Hollywood Reporter. A very early version of the film test screened with temp VFX and score. It landed a score in the low 60s, and is believed to have only tested once. Film producers and executives have long noted that test screenings are best used to determine whether audiences are engaged or disengaged during certain parts of the film, not as a final judgment call on a movie. So in other words, it's not to say this movie isn't good, right? They can't use it to say this movie is of low quality because that's not even the purpose of the test. But yet, what is being put out is, well, it just wasn't a good enough movie. For example, horror films that ended up doing well have been known to test in the 60s. Batgirl's test score is comparable to scores for the first It, which wound up grossing $700 million globally. We cannot put it on the test screening score because that's
1: Bonkers. Yeah, no, it just feels, it just seems like such a weird decision to cut it. And we've seen so many bad films come out. I mean, mm-hmm. even like stuff they released on HBO Max was pretty, pretty rough. Yeah. And it was weird. I kind of initially liked The Gray Man, but when I sat back and thought about it, I was like, well, that kind of didn't make sense. And like, I kind of, <laughs> I mean, I still enjoyed it. It was an action movie. It was fun to watch at home. But like, that was a $200 million film. Mm-hmm. And there's no way Netflix is making any of that back.
0: It is a so, huge, huge mistake to spend a crazy amount of money for much, a streaming only streaming movie. Streaming
1: only movie, it just, you're
0: just not going to make yeah. that kind of money. It's just it's, not it's, the
1: same. Yeah, but Netflix also. I mean, I know they're losing people and stuff like that, and like you know, the financials have been rocky this year. But still, <laughs> the, the HBO Max doesn't have the same crowd, and I think you know they're probably banking that stuff's going to go up with the new Game of Thrones show. But I mean, they still they've struggled to have, you know, strong numbers. I think this would drive people. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm getting conspiracy theory is maybe they're like, okay, we'll release it, but we'll release it on HBO Max
2: only just like the Snyder cut. Try to force the audience to say, release the
0: the (laughs) Batgirl.
1: Yeah, that's what my conspiracy is. That's not a
0: random conspiracy. I do want to touch on conspiracies or maybe not so conspiracy theory. There was a source, either in Variety or The Hollywood Reporter. There no, was a it, was source, the,
1: it was the Daily Bugle. It was the Daily Bugle.
0: <laughs> said that $90 million is just too much to spend for something on a streaming service and that they really want to spend something moving forward like $40 million. <laughs> that makes sense to spend that kind of money for something like that. And my hope is if streaming services sort of figure that out, that they should probably just spend $40 million, then maybe that will bring back these kids. What has been killed by people gunning for big budget movies are small dramas or mm-hmm. mid-level production movies. Those have been killed. And you look at classic movies of all time and they're in that range. They're not biggest. I mean, there are some epic movies that were some of the biggest budgeted movies of all time. Of course, there's some classics that are in that category as well. But the vast majority of our old classics are not these major big budget films. They are things that would be a $40 million movie now or less. And so I would like to see those kind of movies come back. We'll see if that happens. It's kind of on the audience to check that stuff out. But I want to get to talking about conspiracies, or at least what might be happening here. Someone I know said this, I won't name who, but this is their theory. They think someone inside of Discovery has done a lot of financial math and figured out that a bunch of tax write-offs are going to help finance the takeover of Warner Brothers and HBO, and then they'll finance the next round by selling off DC, maybe even HBO and This idea comes from people inside Discovery who know that HBO Max is a great platform. So basically it's competition for Discovery+. Plus. So the idea is sell that stuff off, bring some content over if they can, try to get some new Discovery Plus subscribers. The reason why I don't think that is such a harebrained theory is because Discovery Plus is coming late to the game. People don't really pay for unscripted, right? That'd be like paying for Twitter or Instagram. People don't want to pay for that sort of thing. It's something you turn on. It's easy viewing. But it's not like Netflix or Disney Plus or HBO Max or even Amazon Prime and Hulu. There are things on those platforms that people are willing to pay for. I don't think people are rushing to go on Discovery Plus. So... What if you just handicap HBO Max who you just acquired? And what a lot of people think is that HBO Max is about to go away. Why else would they be taking Warner Brothers Originals off of HBO Max? Not a random theory, but I think it's bad for consumers because I know someone, a different source that I also won't name, who is an inside source with Discovery and what they told me when this merger was happening and, and all the insane stuff that was happening a couple of months ago was happening. What this person I know said was, well, the idea is you take the best unscripted content, you marry it with the best scripted content. And that's a really big company because there are too many. And this is what they said. There are too many streaming platforms. These things are going to merge. He said that a few months ago. And what I heard last week was that Microsoft might buy Netflix. Netflix also, like Warner, having a lot of debt issues. They want to get bought. Anyway, I digress. My source was saying these things are going to merge. I thought that made a lot of sense. I like that idea because Warner Brothers, having a strong streaming platform with the IP that they own, is the main real competitor for Disney+. Plus. But what Discovery is doing is now crippling that IP. And so I don't like where this is going. I don't like that they are scrapping all of these things that are produced. And now we're not going to see them. Now, what is the audience going to do? Are these people in the entertainment business or are they just in business? Because it's playing like Zaslav is just in business. It's not even playing like that to me
2: because, I mean, I understand what your friend's saying and and the idea of crippling HBO Max to help Discovery Plus is a thing that people I, in entertainment do. So that's what makes it not far-fetched.
1: Yeah, but that seems so weird, though, because I just don't feel like HBO Max is as big a competitor as something like Netflix or Hulu
2: is to it or Disney long. I think Plus. long yeah. term, it could be. Because of his library and because of DC. Right.
1: Yeah, but even like they haven't maximized the Warner library. Not everything's on there. No, they haven't.
0: That's what I was saying. Like if they were to merge Discovery's content with HBO Max's content and Warner's content, they would be one of the ones to beat IP wise right yeah but they're screwing the pooch here that's what i mean about the long term
2: yeah and that's what i mean about discovery not playing it smart i mean if you let them be them because if you look at whether it's paramount plus or disney plus just as pick those two for a second part of what makes them strong is the vast library but also the breadth of current new producers right you get the benefit of the cable networks that are part of the conglomerate. So Mm -hmm. Paramount Plus, they have the Star Trek library and the new Star Trek shows, but they've also got CBS, they've got MTV, they've got BET, they've got Nickelodeon. So it's all of this breadth. And that's where Netflix was really starting to fall. They they already, before these other entries came in, they were already overspending for content. Like that was pretty well known. But they all are. Yeah, but Netflix was like going way over Oh yeah, oh. They, they, they were don't... also the
0: first with way overspending. Right. Well, that's the thing and... is like
1: Amazon can spend a bajillion, literally a billion dollars yeah. to make make <laughs> Lord of the Rings stuff because right. that's like Tuesday for them. Right. <laughs> right.
2: And I understand sometimes you do some short term overspending to try to keep other people at bay, mm-hmm. but with Netflix, I don't think they looked at it as a short term overspend, and I think they probably overspent by more than they needed to. Mm-hmm. And what's hurting them is they don't own the library to most of the stuff that they've exactly.
0: Been exactly, they only own yeah. like Stranger
2: Things and like a few of the stuff that they. But they don't have the something like Disney
0: has Marvel, Warner mm-hmm. Brothers has DC, Disney has Star Wars, Warner Brothers has Harry Potter. I mean, those are huge. Netflix yeah. doesn't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and they they spend bajillions of dollars just
1: to keep friends. Right. Yeah, right. like they've spent so much money to keep friends.
2: And that's where CNN Plus didn't make sense anyway, in Such a part. A in idea. part, Because, it's you know, I mean, you look at like Peacock and, and the other streaming stuff of, of N- NBC. Uh, MSNBC, you can stream if you've got a cable package. So it's part of the TV everywhere sort of thing. But you also get like NBC News Now and you get this other news content. For free, if you're already a cable subscriber Mm -hmm. or if you're a Peacock subscriber. So you already get this stuff. You're not going to pay for like an MSNBC Plus just by itself, which is what CNN was trying to do. But if you do CNN and TNT and TBS and Discovery together with HBO Max, like these other conglomerates are doing, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you've got a formidable product but if you're coming in as i'm the discovery chief and we just acquired <laughs> these people and my brand's got to be which is how a lot of entertainment people do then you're cutting off your nose and spite your face right and, right. and you're hurting your business for no
0: real reason right and in one of the articles someone who worked with or under zeslov said that he's not patient <laughs> and that's not really great Especially when it comes to entertainment, where you're putting something out and you're seeing what's going to happen. This guy's looking at stuff and it's like he's looking at it and saying, like, well, this is a fire. Let's just put out the fire. And it's like, that wasn't a fire. It wasn't even smoke. Like, this is just how it goes. As someone who was thinking that we're going to get this really great Warner platform, I'm now thinking that's not going to happen. And now because of the way they're handling HBO Max. I'm worried that we're not going to get another season of that damn Michael Che or Conan O'Brien's announced variety show that's supposed to be coming to HBO Max. Last I heard at the end of last year, beginning or maybe just early this year, Conan did it, answered a question at a Q&A sort of event and said, oh, we're still working on things and figuring stuff out. That was before the merger. And I do know from the person I know that a bunch of things were frozen. And this is also in the news. A bunch of things were frozen. If it was greenlit, but wasn't in production, it was frozen. I think some things were just nixed. And that was even Discovery stuff, not even just Warner stuff. It puts this big question mark over a ton of people in the industry. And those are a couple of things. Loving Conan O'Brien, I want that. I want to see that. I want that to happen. Conan's fine, he's got his serious XM deal, but I, I wanted more television from Conan as well as his podcast empire. So I think, ultimately, as a final thought, I think this sets a bad precedent. We haven't seen anything of this stature before. It's pretty unprecedented to see something that was that expensive get this far into production after principal filming was done, and it get canceled. So that sends a signal to me that it doesn't matter where you are. Like before we all accepted, okay, you got on the show, you get a few episodes. We'll see how it goes. You still may get canceled, but they're putting you on the air. They didn't film an entire movie and then just go, Never mind. That wasn't part of the norm. And I'm worried that this is when you have people who are just business oriented and not at all caring about the audience of the entertainment, I'm worried that this is going to go a bad way. And another thing I'll say about this, it's already an industry that's not great at honoring work or the people who work on projects. There are strikes because these major companies won't pay the creators what they deserve. And they always claim there's no money. These same companies, by the way, throw a ton of money around during award season. They claim that there's no money, but there is the money. And this proves the fact that this company is willing to just throw away $90 million with just one project. That doesn't even count the LeBron project that they're throwing away. That doesn't even count the Scoob project they're throwing away.
1: I'm most mad about that, to
0: be honest with you. <laughs> well, we, like,
1: we, we actually like Scoob. It was pretty good. So. <laughs>
0: but my point is they're willing to let $90 million go to waste. Without even trying to make some money off of it, it makes no sense, but it proves that they are fine with throwing away even $90 million. If that is their attitude, they're lying whenever they say they don't have the money, and this sets a very bad precedent for the future.
2: The other thing I'd add to that is putting it on streaming is not literally zero cost, but figuratively speaking, that's like no cost. Like it's, it's practically free just to slap it up on HBO max and still make it available.
1: That's what I don't understand. It's like, why not just do that? I mean, I just, yeah, that makes no sense to me. It cannot. I mean, Disney put out three descendants movies and I've had to watch all three. I mean, you know, like (laughs) Battlefield Earth got released. (laughs) These movies get, I just, they cannot be that bad.
2: Yeah. The other thing too is the optics of it. I'm not a person who really cares about optics, but in this day and age, this is a movie where you would think you'd pay attention to the optics. They're obviously not based on the other movies. They're scrapping. It doesn't have anything to do with race or gender or anything. They're just scrapping all the stuff that they can scrap that well, they can. I don't necessarily do know
0: on. because the Braun thing. I mean, that's a black creator and then scooby is black scooby-doo is a black man <laughs> <laughs>
2: obviously like so i'm just saying i mean and you got the ann hathaway you got all the stuff that they're pulling right right so it doesn't seem to be you know it, it maybe that helped them to, <laughs> to, to hide some of their racial inequity but uh but it doesn't appear to be that but you would think when you've got a latinx star and and minority directors that that might still be the thing you could just to protect yourself
1: yeah when i was looking at the, i didn't know who was directing it and then when i saw who was directing it i was like oh man this does not look good because <laughs> so it's like okay <laughs> the star and now the director eh, it doesn't look great warner brothers
2: <laughs> yeah that's the yeah. thing i mean tony Reale on uh, on around the horn has certain band terms or phrases because they're yeah. used too much you know like the optics and mm-hmm. not a good look. I am not one who likes to say everything that everybody's saying, but I say mm-hmm. that, you know I was jokingly bringing that up to say this is definitely a place to bring up optics, and it's not a good look. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah. Like it's just weird.
0: <laughs> Such a weird choice. It's not garnering any favors for them. Everyone's just scratching their head and saying, "What are you doing?" And mm-hmm. and I've seen a bunch of people say. Well, it looks like they're getting rid of HBO Max, and that's the best streaming service. Now, I don't necessarily know if I agree that it's the best, but it's top three in I my mean, heart. If you have Wayne
1: Jenkins, God damn, Jason, what the <laughs> hell's WB doing?
0: Got some crabs here? God damn.
1: Sorry, if you ever watch We Own the City, like, <laughs> that's going to make no sense, but my guy, John Baron, so good on it. So, okay, <laughs> yes god damn jason you got super cop over here
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't watch that
1: you have not watched that one yet oh you love the wire watch it
0: (laughs) i do love the one i did that's
2: that's the one that cost us the
0: taxi driver taxi uh, driver
1: on yeah better call Saul. yeah and he's pretty good on there too
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i'm glad that we all agree that this whole decision is nuts more nuts decisions are going to come of this i don't care how they try to scrub this people are going to just be confused about whatever happens. if they yeah. they don't let's if let's say they don't put out the flash movie and they take michael keaton out people are just going to be mad about that that's going to be a dark cloud over these movies yeah it, it just seems like the people running the that the dceu before were making mistakes and the new people running things aren't really doing a much better job
1: and it's funny because dc like their best thing that they put out in my opinion in the last couple of years was peacemaker and that yeah. was on hbo max so yeah, it's right like you know it's like
0: and it got greenlit like, for a second season and it was I think amazing they started working on it but yeah. i just i don't know it, what's gonna happen
1: so you know what i mean so it's like good lord just release it <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> the other yeah. thing muddying it all is you look at like the trailer for Shazam 2 and in the little therapy session that he was mm-hmm. doing, mm-hmm. just the stuff he's talking about suggests that the DCEU is still a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and actually it makes it sound like the Snyder cut of Justice League is the is canon. But, mm-hmm. but it's like now you've got that about to hit theaters and then you're scrapping this other stuff that's part of it and it's just further muddying what was already a poorly managed set of IP, but could have been like with the right movies that do well, could have been smoothed out. Uh, They're just, they're digging a hole that they could have actually been fixing instead of making it worse for themselves.
0: Well, just to throw another bombshell at you, the Hollywood reporter is reporting that Shazam Fury of Gods currently slated for, a release on December 21st, and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, currently scheduled to be released in March of 2023, might have their release dates moved again. So that would be the first time that they were moved. That's all there is to it right now. We don't know if they're getting moved up or back. And if they're getting moved back, then it might be because they're going to change some of the content of them. Such a bad idea.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And for the Arrowverse fans, this this merger is actually part of why some of those Arrowverse shows got canceled. Yeah, because they were trying. Warner was trying to get cost off their books to make it look better for Discovery. So the people yelling about Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman. (laughs) Yeah. Discovery. Blame them.
1: I don't even know what's on Discovery. This is the this is (laughs) my feeling the entire time we're talking about this. What channels do you get with Discovery? People actually watch the Discovery Channel because all I remember was that was like videos of like science and science is like lame.
0: So like, <laughs> it's a lot of unscripted content, like the makeover shows, like the home makeover. Is shows. it?
1: Does it have like like the Ice Road Trucker? Um, I think so. Am- Amish Mafia. I I do <laughs> not watch reality. I refuse to watch reality TV. I hate it. That's why I'm like, do people really watch enough of that? <laughs> like, <laughs> that apparently, they it's good money, Warner but part Brothers. of the reason
0: why it's good money
2: is because it's cheap. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's what a lot of these sorts of moves are. Because you look at what used to be called WGN and then got yeah. rebranded as WGN America. And now it's, what is it? News? I don't even something. know. Uh, something. <laughs> News Nation, I think. I so only I, I only look at InfoWars. So. <laughs> <laughs> so so when it was still WGN America and they had that like underground railroad show and they had some other, like just great oh, prestige yeah. shows, good they good were good. doing great. They were getting strong ratings for the network. They were getting, um, uh, awards bait from those shows. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, whichever of the conglomerates it is that bought them, the, the like scripts or somebody bought them mm-hmm. and they are like, no, our thing is just to put on cheap content and that's it and that's how we'll be profitable and so they cut all that stuff and so the problem you know in the short run i think this stuff halfway looks rational because you got cheap even if you're not bringing in as many as much revenue your cost is so down that maybe your profits still look great but in the long run to rob's question who the hell's really going to still be watching this stuff long run when you've got better quality stuff elsewhere. Right. Stuff that more people are clamoring for. Yes.
1: I mean, obviously like you look at like stranger things and all of the star Wars stuff and all of the, I mean, and, or supposed to, you know, like that preview dropped. Everybody's really excited about that one. Like, I mean, and then all of the Marvel stuff, it's like, that's, that's stuff people want to watch. Like, I just I don't know maybe people like gold digging in Vegas mm-hmm. while but, storage lockers are eating children. I don't watch yeah. reality television.
2: <laughs> but you don't even have to be a big conglomerate cuz obviously you know Jason yeah. still hasn't watched a minute of Better Call
0: Saul but Rob and I are like We're going to watch it. We we yeah. that we just have too many shows. That's part of the problem is that there's that's, just too much content. There's um, too, we've talked about that so much yeah. that
1: there is too much. Mm-hmm. I mean like yeah, like there's, well, I haven't finished like a couple shows. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I'm like on the last yeah. episode. I hadn't got to it. Yeah. I
0: was, yeah. um. Well. Yeah. Everyone watch Better Call Saul on Netflix. Yes. Oh, my soon to be owned by another company. company I don't probably. know when that's going to happen or how it's going to happen, but I kind of don't want them to be bought by Microsoft because that's not content getting married with content. That's just, yeah. uh, so it's not really the best merger it'd, it'd be like yeah. another amazon i guess
2: just uh
1: yeah just just go see nope just go see nope people which is excellent <laughs> go see nope we gotta get us <laughs> yeah.
0: yes well yes. thanks for being on the podcast again fella. oh you're welcome thank you for having me as
2: your brother your older brother
0: <laughs> 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 And thank you all for listening. Don't forget to check out the Sonal Shaw episode from a couple days ago. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at There It Is Pod. And subscribe to our YouTube channel at There It Is. And follow me on Twitter at Jason Farr Jokes and on Instagram at Jason Farr Picks. Go to ThereItIsPod.com for newsletter and support info. Until next time, be good to each other.